And Mark chapter 9, verse 20, 17 through 23 reads, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I suffer with you? How long shall I, 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 I shall be with you? How long shall I suffer with you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straight away the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him or her that believes. Lord, please allow me to bring a sermon for your people in the name of Jesus. Touch me so that I may bring a word of correction. Touch me so I can bring a word of conviction. Touch me so I may bring a word of elevation in the name of Jesus. We pray for the increase. We thank you for the increase. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Uh, because breakthrough is coming. Uh, Jesus is coming from a high place of prayer with the Lord, and now he's walking into this. Your greatest challenges will come right after your greatest victories because this is when you are most vulnerable. See, look, even Jesus get frustrated with people. Call them faithless generation. Jesus uh, uh, was tired of proving himself to people. He was already, he had already proved himself in the past. He had already healed the sick. He had already raised the dead. He had already turned water into wine. He, 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 he had already done this. Can I tell you something? Stop trying to prove to people who you are. God has made you fearfully and wonderfully. God has given you a purpose that no one can complete but you. God has favored you, and you need to stop trying to prove yourself to people. See, some of us are alcoholics, and some of us are on drugs, and some of us are addicted to all types of things, and the reason why we are is because we can't get delivered from people. If you can get delivered from people, your life will be so good because people are always trying to put you in the box they want you in because they want to limit you because the limitations that they feel that they have on their life. But you got to remember that he who began a good work in you shall finish it. He shall finish it. He is an exceeding God. He will do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in you. So he's going to do something bigger than he even who you he may he, he's gonna do something bigger in you when you have a vision that own that you can do on your own without the help of God or other people that's your clue that it's not from God because God is an exceeding God unless it's so big that it scares you unless it's so big that it keeps you up at night unless it's so big that you know you're not gonna be able to accomplish it unless God himself steps in it is not a vision from God Jesus said, look here, I'm tired of healing folk in order for y'all to believe. He's now in a dimension of ministry where he wants to heal because you believe. 
He, he wants some Joshua faith. He don't want Moses' faith. See, see Moses had faith. Now, believe me, it's still faith because uh, to, to stand there and the people walking behind you or running behind you with chariots and you stop at the edge of the sea and lift your staff. I'm sure they looking at him like, uh, Moses, uh, what you doing? But he stood on the shore, held his staff up, and the sea spread. The Red Sea spread, and they walked on dry land, and the army was swallowed up behind them. But, but that faith was faith, but Jesus said, now I want a Joshua faith. I want a faith where I don't need you to stop on the shore. I want you to step in the water before it parts. I want you to step in the water, and as you walk, I spread the way. Some of us have visions that God wants that has already given us, but the reason why we're not walking in them is because we're not walking. You just sitting there waiting on the Red Sea, but God has moved on past Moses. He wants some Joshua and Joshua faith. He wants some people that keep on walking. He said, press toward the mark of his holy call. Look to the heathen which come with your help, but you have to keep moving. You can't just sit there. God is looking for some Joshua faith. See, 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 he's entering into a dimension where he wants you to already know that he's going to break through in your life. And he, see, he, he's tired of songs that say he may not come when you want him. But he always right on time. The, 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 the reason he, 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 he wants some people who, 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 who that know that he's there already before you even called him. See, we think he's always right on time because we didn't call on him until mom and them couldn't solve our problems. We didn't call on him until the doctor couldn't get us right. We didn't call on him until the lawyer began to act the fool and then defend us with excellence. We, 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 we called on him after we, we drilled uh, too drunk and driving home. Lord, if you can get me out of this this time. We, we wait until we're in situations that we need him without staying in the midst of him because the Bible says his praise shall continuously be on my lips. And if you always in fellowship with him and you always praising him, he will always inhabit your space and order your steps in his word. But you got to read his word so he can order it in your word so he can't order your step unless you're in the word. And some of y'all only read the word when I read it and put it on the screen and that, that little two minutes of reading the word is not going to help you. When you go home, you need to read and digest that word so the devil won't be able to sift you out like we Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You see, if you already had praise on you, we wouldn't need to have Byron Cage in here trying to usher the spirit in all the time. You should already come in here with a praise on your lips. See, it's hard for me to preach over all the garbage that you had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Didn't praise God at all. So now we got to get all the praise team up to, to gear you up and hype you up and get some Holy Ghost pom-poms to pump you up because you don't come in here with praise because God inhabits your praise, not your complaints. God inhabits your praise, not your, 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 your worries. God inhabits your praise, not your, come on somebody. He inhabits your praise. When the praises go up, the blessings come back down. Could it be you don't have a blessing because you don't know how to praise him before you get the blessing? I told you the other week, you better learn how to shout before you get your healing. You better learn how to scream before the breakthrough comes. You better learn how to expect that God I don't even know what I'm talking about. 
See, just this young man's son, I'm, and I'm sure he took him to the psychologist and the neurologist, the psychotherapist. And then he got to the disciples and they couldn't heal him either. See, God will bring you to a point in your life where simply coming to church won't be good enough. See, some of y'all think pastor's supposed to pray for y'all. And if, if, if Maxwell pray for me, I'll be all right. But if you come in here knowing that God can touch you through anybody and any means, they can touch you even before you get here. See, you looking for a man. The reason why some of y'all can't get to the pastor every now and then is because you're dependent on him to pray for you instead of God himself. Anybody can pray. I tell my deacons this. If they just want me to pray for them and not you, they don't want prayer. Because if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through a deacon. If God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through a deaconess. If God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through a trustee. If God can speak through a donkey, he can speak to anybody on your road, anybody in any seat, anybody in the hallway. He can speak to you through a drunk coming from Wawa because God can talk to you however he want to talk to you. He's a God that can communicate through animals. He can talk to you through a movie. You can be sitting in a movie and he'll give you a word. You can be sitting up in a bar knowing you're not supposed to be getting drunk and God will give you a word because he'll meet you wherever you are. But you got to talk to pass. God ain't going to let nobody steal his glory. Look here. I ain't no say I kept... When Jesus arrives on the scene, the demon and the boy sees Jesus and throws him into a fit. See, when a greater spirit comes in contact with a lesser spirit, the lesser spirit knows that it has to leave, but it has to try to convince you that it, that it don't have to go. Let me tell you something. See, everybody knows that you're about to be blessed. Your mama know. The person in the next cubicle know. Your boss know. Your friends know. Even your enemies know. <laughs> Come on, somebody. The problem is you don't know. The problem is you don't know because as a man or woman thinking, so is he or she. And if you don't know your breakthrough is coming, you will let those camouflages of the devil fool you. Remember I told you about the word world comes from the Greek word cosmos, which means the order or the arrangement of things. And, and, and the devil is the little G God of this world. He, he, the little G God of the world, not the earth, because God said he owns the gold and the, and, and the silver. He owns the fullness of the earth. He owns the earth because the earth is real. The world is a system. When the, when the planes crashed into the World Trade Center, money wasn't worth anyway because it's a fake system. That's where the Wizard of Oz come. Uh, follow the yellow brick road, OZ. Oz really represents gold. And they was telling them that Emerald City was a fake city because money wasn't real. And that's why they fell asleep when they went to Emerald City because they were telling them gold and silver are the wealth, not the money that man has made. Because one day a yen may be worth this. Next day a, a pound may be worth this. Next day the dollar may be worth this because of the system that the devil can pray that can the devil can take over so the liturgy god of this world is the devil and 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 it comes from the greek word also cosmos which means the order of the arrangement of things where we get cosmetology from where the women get their makeup and look good but 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 the devil is putting props in your life to make you think that you can't get a breakthrough you know what I hate uh, about Christian folk when they say, I'm doing good. 
uh, under the circumstances. Why you under anything? You more than an overcomer. You, so you, you are more than an overcomer. You are a conqueror. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is no reason you should be under anything. You are a king. You are a queen. And God made you to step on serpents. God made you to elevate above whatever trial and tribulation is going on in your life. God has made you, and he said he began a good work in you, and he's going to finish it. Circumstances are only the props that the devil made in your life to convince you that your breakthrough is not coming because he, can I tell you something? The devil can only kill, steal, and destroy. He can't create anything. Remember this, he who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy, and that gate is the woman, the womb of a woman. If you weren't born of a woman, you don't have any legal authority. The devil was cast down. Jesus said, ooh, the devil was talking junk, and I turned around, and he was going down like lightning. Didn't even see God threw him down so fast. He cast him out, and then he said, I'm going to make somebody a little lesser than the angels. I'm going to make some human beings, and I'm going to give you my lightweight to knock you out. You have the authority because you were born here. You have authority over angels when you call on the angels just like just like Daniel they answer to your beck and call and you if you can control Gabriel if you can control Michael why are you worried about a slippery serpent that has no authority he doesn't have any authority over you see the reason why he attacks you right before your breakthrough is because he can't create any more demons he ain't got time to come mess with me if I'm not doing anything he only comes right when he sees my breakthrough is coming. And so when Jesus stepped on the scene, the demon inside the boy knew that it had to leave, but it threw him into convulsion because he wanted to convince the boy and the father that deliverance wasn't coming. What has just broke out in your life all of a sudden and it's got you on a suicidal trip? What has broken out in your life that has, that's making you want to give up right now? What has broken out in your life that makes you want to stand on the side of the road, quit your job, leave your wife, leave your husband, leave your kids because you said, I can't take it no more. Whatever it is, the devil is coming for you right now because he sees your breakthrough. Oh, I'm trying to talk to you. I'm, listen to the story. Jesus stepped on the scene. The boy was chilling. He brought him to the disciples to get healed, but it didn't say he was flipping out. They're probably like, ain't nothing wrong with that boy. His daddy crazy. But, hey, look at that little boy. Dre, ain't nothing wrong with him. Look, he ain't even doing that. He talking about, he, 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 he do all this stuff. That boy ain't did nothing. He, he paranoid. You know how you take your car to the dealership? It's been acting up all week. You get there and the light go off. Man, it was right there. They take it, drive it around for a whole week, get your car back, and as soon as you drive off, that's on the light. This boy had been suffering all the time. He brought him to the disciples. The disciples couldn't heal him. And, and everybody looking at him like nothing wrong. But the minute Jesus steps on the scene, the demon says, I know I got to go. Let me show out to mess their faith up. 
The devil trying to steal your faith. Do you know he's really not after you because he already knows you know Jesus, those who are saved. He, he not after your soul. He know he can't get your soul because you come by the blood of Jesus, but he wants your faith. Because if he can take your faith, he can take away your influence because your faith is what pleases God and your faith is the one that gives you ability to do things bigger than who you are. He's after your faith because he knows without faith it's impossible to please God. And his whole, his whole dilemma is he always wants to make sure he displeases God. And the best way for him to displease God is to take away your faith. Because your faith tells you that I don't need to see it in the natural. Faith is the evidence and the substance. Faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So even if I don't see it in the natural, my faith saw it, so my faith makes it real. And all I got to do is keep pressing toward the mark of his holy call, and it shall come to pass. Whatever house I said on my half, if I speak it, I'm going to walk in my blessing. Whatever job God told me I'm going to have, I may not be qualified, if I speak it and believe it, God is going to give it to me. The devil is after your faith. He's not after your soul, not if you saved. He can't steal it, but he can keep you from saving other folk. Let me get out of here because I kept thinking I was going to preach something else. I was suffering, going through it. But, but Jesus asked the Father, how long has this been going on? The father gives a long answer. You know how you ask somebody how they doing, but you really don't care. You want them to say, fine. Well, they want them highly uh, 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 radical Christian. You want them to say, bless the highly favored of the Lord. You want them to just keep moving. When I say, how you doing, I really don't care. Can I keep it real? If you say, hey, how you doing, you don't care. Y'all getting quiet. You know I'm talking about you. If somebody, you, just, let me say, hey, if, some, if, if you say, hey, how you doing, and somebody talk to you for two or three minutes, watch how irritated you get. That's why if I don't care how you feel that day, I just say hello. I don't say, hey, how you doing? Because <clears throat> if I really don't want to know, I ain't asking. <clears throat> and so Jesus said, how long has it been happening? And the man said, since he was a child. That's the answer. <clears throat> But he kept on talking, and they throw him in the water and the fire, and they do this and do that. But he didn't care about all that. He asked him how long was it going on. He answered that, and it was it. But what Jesus wanted to do, see, when Jesus asked a question, he's not asking because he doesn't know. He's asking, come on, somebody. He's asking because he, he wants you to, he wants to get all the impediments of your faith out to the surface so you can see and your people can see what's holding you up. Because sometimes we think we have faith, but there's some glitch, some crawl, some malfunction in our faith, and we don't even know. And sometimes it's subconscious, and we don't even know why we acting like we acting, because in our unconscious mind, and our people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge, and sometimes you don't even know why you act like you act. And Jesus asked the question, and all of his dejection, all of the rejection came out, and it begins to show him why now he's finally brought it to the church. But he has no faith because he done went everywhere else. See, see church folk, you got to have some patience with worldly folk because by the time they get here, they already think it's over. And some people, when they walk down the aisle, they're walking because they want it instant because they've been going through it for a while, but they finally just now bringing it to Jesus. 
And, and, and so, and so he, and what I love about Jesus is this, and this is why I need you all, this is why uh, uh, the prayer team, the intercessory team, y'all got to begin to pray and make sure you start being led to who you need to pray for. Not just the church, but who you need to pray for individually because intercessors are the ones that help the people go to the next level. Look at this, look at this. Jesus never addressed the boy. He addressed the father. He said, hey, how long has it been going on? Now the boy is the one. He should have asked the boy, right? But he understood headship. If I speak to the father and the father gets delivered, the child would be free. When your kids act a fool, don't put hands on them so suddenly. Now, I ain't saying, no, don't whoop them every now and then. I ain't saying that. But what I'm telling you is sometimes you got to look at what's going on in your life that may be causing them to malfunction. Because Jesus never addressed the boy. He addressed the father. And once the father believed, the boy was free. So I believe sometimes that I, you don't get addressed. I get addressed so I can cover you and pray for you because you are submitted to New Beast Crow. And sometimes, oh, y'all don't hear me. That's why I need deacons that are prayed up. That's why I need my trustees to be prayed up. That's why I need my deaconesses to be prayed up. If y'all be prayed up, you won't have time to have all these daggone cat fights you have. The reason why you fight all the time because you ain't doing nothing in the spirit and praying. If you really got about my father's business, you wouldn't have time to worry about what type of Robert Rude's order ain't going on. Yeah, I hear it. I just let y'all fight because I ain't got time for it. Keeping it real. I ain't just let them work their junk out on their own. Yeah. <laughs> He addressed the father because when he addressed the father, the boy would be free. Look at this. Look at this. But what I love about God is everything in the Bible goes together line upon line and precept upon precept. He says in Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, you will, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Come on, somebody. You won't be set ablaze. You won't even smell like smoke. Uh, do you like Meshach, 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 well, uh, yeah, help me, somebody. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I, I'll save you from the fire. I don't care what hell is coming against you. I already knew you was going to go through it before you got to it that day. I ordained you. I knew what type of attack was going to come to you. I knew who was going to come kick against you. I had already prepared you because I don't deal with chronological time. I deal with Cairo's time. I'm interstellar. I see the past, present, and future at the same time. I already knew the crossroads you was coming to. I already knew I had to pray for you. I already put a provision in the Bible for you to make sure. Ooh. What I like about this is the boy's father said, I believe. Help my unbelief. See, you got to keep it real with God. Some of y'all, I ask you how you doing. Bless the favor of the Lord. Knowing your bill ain't paid. I'm blessed out of favor of the Lord. Huh? He said, how, he, 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 the man said, I believe, help 
my unbelief. I believe help my unbelief. And when you begin to put Jesus' name on it and call Jesus' name, Jesus got to show up. Because his name is above anything you can name, not just your name, not just my name. Uh, come on, somebody. Cancer, ain't that a name? You better learn how to say Jesus. Poverty, isn't that a name? You better learn how to say Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Even the circumstances in your life got to bow down to Jesus. I don't care if it's a person, place, a thing, anything that's in your way, any place, any circumstance, any mental thing that's going on in your mind, everything has to bow down to Jesus. And when you call on Jesus, he's going to show up. He called on Jesus when he began to shout and the crowd began to come. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to just testify every now and then so you can bring a crowd to make sure Jesus shows up. Come on, somebody. Every now and then you got to say, oh, I know God going to bring me out of this. You ain't got to tell them all your business. You got to just be like Paul and say, I got a thorn in my life, something going wrong, and I'm believing God to take care of it. I just need two or three witnesses to be around me because he said if two or three are gathered in my name, he's in the midst. I just need some witnesses around me so I can let you know my breakthrough is coming. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to sit down because he who began a good work in me, he shall finish it. All I got to do is keep walking it out. If I just keep on pressing and faint not, he'll renew my strength. I mount up like an eagle. I don't have to fight my enemy. I fly above my enemy. I look to the hills. See, I know we keep saying it and it sounds good, but the reason why he say look to the hills is because he wants you to look from a place of elevation. He don't want you to be looking in the valley. He wants you to look to the hills that begin to rise up above your mess. Stop getting down here and cat fight with ignorant folk who ain't got no purpose. Well, they have a purpose, but they don't know it yet. I ain't got time to be arguing with you. I got a devil to fight. He called him out loud. And then the funny thing is this, he said, after everybody came around, Brother McClendon, he said, you deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit street convulsed him violently, I'm in verse 24 through 27, and it came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse, they said, many said, he dead. Sometimes God will let you look like you dead just so he can bring your enemies around you so they can see your death, but your resurrection is coming, baby. That's why he took a long time. He was right down the street from Lazarus. The Bible says it was a Sabbath day journey uh, from, 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 uh, from where he was to where Lazarus was when he was dead. And I know some of y'all think it's a whole day. Now, me and B, it might take us a whole day because our knee messed up. But, but a Sabbath day journey is less than a mile because on the Sabbath day, Jews can only walk a little bit less than a mile. They can't walk more than a mile because they got to they gotta be at rest. Or if they walk more than a mile, it, it's, 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 they, they, are, they are disobeying the Sabbath because they work too much. Right? Some of y'all got Sabbath Monday through Friday, so you might not understand what I'm saying because some of y'all don't do that. No way. But, but it was a Sabbath day journey, which means he was right down the street, which means he was from here. No, he wasn't even here. From here to the other church, a half a mile longer than where Jesus was. All right? So say from here to the little, the little, the little Waffle House place at the end of the street on the going right there. The little beat, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it wasn't far. Right? Even if you fat, you can make it on Sabbath day. 
If you get a Saturday exercise on, you're going to do it, girl. I promise you. And so he was right down the street, but he delayed his coming so that the people around them could see and think that he was dead. God is delaying his deliverance from you just a little bit sometime to make sure he get all the impediments of your faith to the surface, but to make sure he got some witnesses around so he can show everybody how bad he is. Yo, and, and plus, can I tell you something he's showing you? Let me, let me stop right here before I get too excited with the organ. Look. He's showing you who your enemies are. He's showing you who your enemies are. Sometimes you go through bad times because everybody around you when you got money. But what happens on your way down? Everybody was around Jesus when he was handing out fish sandwiches and crip walking on the water and turning water into wine and healing the widow of meads and causing the blind to see. And giving out the Beatitudes. Everybody was there with Jesus when he fed 5,000 folk. Man, Jesus threw the best cook out ever. Two fish and five, man. I'm telling you, man, I was full. And they came. But when he went to the cross, nobody was there but his mama and John. Where was blind Bonamaeus? I didn't see him at the cross. Where was Peter talking about, I got you, I'm your ride or die? He wasn't at the cross. Where was Downton Thomas? He wasn't at the cross. Where was the widow of me? She wasn't at the cross. Nobody. Where were the lepers he healed? They weren't at the cross. Because you will know, you won't know who you have on your way up, but you will know who you have on your way down. It's not your crown experience that show you who the people are. It's when you got to bear your cross and walk all by yourself. Who going to be with me when I'm walking through the dark? Who going to be with me when I'm suicidal? Who going to be with me when I'm broke? Who going to be with me when I'm down and out? But I'm going to tell you right now, baby, if you ain't with me right now, although my teeth may be busted, my nose may be bleeding, but I know my breakthrough is coming because God said he prepared a place for me in the presence of my enemies. You might be hating on me right now, but I'm about to get my little bib together. I'm about to get ready to eat real good. I'm about to be wasting some wine. I'm about to be wasting some steak because my God is about to give me an overflow. When the devil come at me like a flood, I know my breakthrough is coming. I know my breakthrough is coming. I know my breakthrough is coming. Let the oil flow in my life because I know he's breaking me like the alabaster box. Because truth be told, spirit of the living God, it doesn't fall fresh on me. It says it will flow up out of me like rivers of living water. Some of us are too whole to be blessed. God got to break you. He got to mold you. He got to let you know that you ain't all that. And a bag of chips, when you get broken, the anointing will flow out of you. Your misery will become your ministry. I'm telling you right now, whatever hell you're going through, God is about to use that to deliver somebody else. If you're a streetwalker, God's going to use you to deliver prostitutes. Because what better person to deliver a prostitute than somebody that walked down that road? I'm about to talk to the alcoholics. God is about to deliver you. Because the best person to minister to an alcoholic is an ex-alcoholic. I'm telling you right now, my God is hiding you in Egypt. 
just like he hid Moses, just like he hid Jesus. If the devil knew how, how powerful you were, he would have killed you right now. But my God, in his infinite wisdom, he hid you in your alcoholism. He hid you in your fornication. He healed you in your lying. He hid you in your messed up places. And so the devil wasn't messing with you because he thought you wasn't nobody. But when God got ready to elevate you, when God got ready for your breakthrough, the devil showed up. But I'm here to tell you right now, even though you look dead, you better keep looking to the hills from which coming your help because your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Hey, tell every demon, tell every hex, tell every warlock, tell every liar, tell every gossiper, tell every accuser, tell every disease, tell every infirmity that my God has redeemed me and my breakthrough is coming and I shall not faint. I'm going to stand up and if I walk and not get tired, my God is about to renew my strength. I ain't going to walk no more. It don't matter if my knee messed up. I'm about to mount up like an eagle and fly over this mess. My God is a healer. My God is a deliverer. My God is a savior. My God. See, the eagle, the eagle don't fight nobody. When the eagle get ready to kill a snake, it don't fight the snake. It pick the snake up and take the snake to a high elevation because it knows the snake can't breathe. And after it stopped breathing, it's so cruel, it's just drop it. Let it be scared of death, catch it on the way down. I'm, can I talk to my petty Christians? If, if you really want to be petty, stop taking Vaseline to work to fight. Stop, stop taking off your earrings. Stop taking off your tie and go to a place of elevation and pray because when you go up there they can't breathe the spiritual air that you breathe in. They can't find you when you elevated. They can't find you when you in the spirit. I ain't got to cuss you out. Let me tell you something. If I, if I fuss at you I still like you a little bit because I'm trying to keep God off you. That's young. I say that all the time. If I argue with you I'm trying to keep God off you. If you get on my nerves and I stop talking, I done took it to the high place. And I ain't worried about you no more. Because I know God going to fight my battle because I have a purpose. All things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And when I'm in my purpose, God is obligated to take care of me. I don't have to fight nobody. Whew. Take it to the place of elevation. The devil tries to make you fight down here that's low. He said, I just apply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. You keep looking at your job. That's just seeds. You got to look to glory. You got to look to 
glory. Nobody expected the black NAACP to be able to go to CMU. One year we did uh, Martin Luther King. They didn't even celebrate Martin Luther King. We, we got that in there. They said they had so many low rates of, of non-athletic black people to come to school, yet there's a chapter in there. Because when he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto you. Come on, somebody. And when you begin to take a worldly organization and, and put some oil on it, God will change some stuff. Seeing you the place they call racist, which it still may be, but black folk there. It still may be, but they celebrate King. It, it, it still may be, but at the end of the day, they gave a celebration for a black pastor for free. Just had to pay for the food. That's it. Yeah. Had to pay for it. The weather of the wicked later for the righteous. When you elevate yourself, don't worry about your haters. Oh, we shouldn't go because it's history. The flag of the rebels flew under the American flag. So if you got a problem with seeing you, you really got a problem with America too. America let it happen. Until we begin to fight from an elevated place, my people, we won't be able to withstand the racism. You won't be able to withstand the police brutality. You won't be able to withstand the inequality because you're not numbered enough to fight the fight. I got a gun. I got several. I still believe you need to get background checks. I got a little bit of Republican in me. I need, I'm on my gun. But I don't need you to be crazy with one. Because you, you know, come to my house, I'm going to say, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we still need background checks. But what am I saying? I know I can't shoot my way to liberation. Because the racist system have more resources than me. But the same way that Sister Jennifer and her team took the NAAC to elevate it to a spiritual place, and because of the inroads we had already made, got a venue for free. Didn't have to borrow no, didn't have to, didn't, all the church folk, the reason why it was church wasn't no church folk back there working. Yeah, 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 I missed it. See, when you always got to go to a church to have it, a lot of church folk in the back of the kitchen, they can't even enjoy it. But because it was elevated, you had the people who was at work getting their check there. And man, when I tell you the glorious spirit that fell in that place, because it came from a place of elevation, and all the haters came, you shouldn't go there. You shouldn't go over there. It's history over there. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be my little petty self. I don't know if this God will be. What you can't worry about is what people say. I remember we, we got a, a white lady to do our redress. Um, redress for NAACP is when you help people uh, get out of situations with law. And a lot of people say, don't use this person because they father was really guilty. And I said, I don't care if he was guilty or not. I know she know how to work the system because she's been trying to work it. If you keep trying to push that wall down for years, you're going to be strong. So if you've been trying to push a wall that ain't going to move, I know if you push me, I'm going to fly somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? And the same folk that ran that woman out of here went and got a white lady to do their redress. 
I'm just, I'm just putting it out there because I, I just feel like I need to put this in the atmosphere because I want to make sure the NAACP and other people that I have given the reins to understand that people are going to hate on you because if you think of it before them, they're going to be mad. But when you your authentic self, I got to say this. I know I said a thing, and I, this, I don't even know if it got nothing to do with the sermon. Remember when David tried to fight Goliath and he put on Saul armor? And Lord, he couldn't even hardly hold it. Oh, Lord. And he took it off. I'm sure they were like, he going to die. He took it off, got his sling in his rock, and he killed Goliath because he fought the way he was supposed to fight. But what did David do? He didn't go there being quiet. He said, you come at me with a sword and a spear. I come at you with the army of the living God. I come at you with the anointing. I'm going to take this rock and I'm going to hit you in your head. I'm going to take your sword. I'm going to chop your head off. He spoke it because he came from an elevated place. I don't need no worldly armor. I don't need the protection of this breastplate and all this stuff right now. I'm going to go out there with my anointing. Church folk, why come to church if you ain't coming to be armed and dangerous? You got to learn how to fight from an elevated place because the minute the devil sees you're about to have a breakthrough because he has limited resources. He's going to take the demons and send them to you because he can't create any more demons. So when people be born all over the world, he still got the same amount of demons because he can only kill, steal, and destroy. Which means the more people be born, I know people die too, but at the end of the day, more people are on the world. There's no way he can tempt everybody at the same time. But when it's time for your breakthrough, here he come. Throwing you into convulsions. Throwing you into depression. Throwing you into to doubt. Throwing you into confusion. Throwing you into making you quit. Throwing you into leaving your husband and your wife. Throwing you into abandoning your kids because you let the worldly pressure beat you. When your weapons are not carnal, but a spiritual for the casting out of strongholds and vain imaginations and anything that exalted itself against the armies of the living God. Your weapons are spiritual. The devil can't stop you. He's in high place, but you're in a more elevated place. Stop knocking if they book and pray and watch God move them out your way. Watch him move you. Watch him move them out your way. One thing I say, uh, uh, look, look, example right here. Since he's standing up, you, you don't put yourself on the spot. Delegate Shelly Simon lost. We fussed about it more than her. I mean, you pulled a name out of hat. How antiquated is that? They don't even do that in old, old country Baptist churches no more. Put a name in a hat. She ain't fussed. She just took it to an elevated place. Now, we fuss. Now, people going to fuss for you. Now, by all means, you want to snap on somebody that wrote on my page, I ain't stopping you. But I ain't going to say nothing because I know my God is going to protect me. Stop fighting with your enemies. They are there to distract you. They're there to get your eyes from the heels and off looking up at God. They want to sift you out like we. And if you get 
distracted and go to them, you missing your blessing. Every time you take time to answer a daggone tweet, you could have been praying to God. Because pretty soon, somebody say this, you say something back, they keep you all tied up. They ain't got nothing else to do. They ain't got no purpose. You're there, oh, no, I'm going to tell them, oh, girl, I messed them up. No, you messed yourself up because you messing with somebody with no sense. Elevate. Eagles have two pairs of eyelids. One pair when they want to go to sleep. Another pair, I know I say this a lot, is a thin layer that's come down like shades. And when an enemy come at them that they know they can't beat, like a bear or a hunter with a gun, it'll put that shade down and fly straight up into the sun because it knows its enemy can't look at the sun like it can. Can you just fly to the Son of God? Because when you fly to the Son of God, they can't look at Jesus like you can. His anointing protects you. His blood covers you. They cannot do anything to you. The weapons will form, but they shall not prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. Is there anyone who wants to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Amen. That's dope. See, now, like, when they look like this, y'all can keep it up. It's just, some of them just be ugly. Like, that breakthrough, that's dope. Now, I like that behind me. But them little simple things with people behind me looking like me, yeah, that's dope, yeah. And then it was dark, too, so, you know, the background good. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to the altar call, but I just want to, this helping. That's, that's, that, yeah, whoever did that, thank you, hallelujah, Jesus. But it looked like you breaking through, don't it? I'm going to break some chains, break every chain. If I could sing like Byron, I'd say break every chain, but I can't. Break every chain. Come on, somebody. Every chain in your life is about to be broken. Every disease, every part of depression, infirmity, about to be broken so, in the name of Jesus. They're about to be broken in your life. You're about to be free and liberated in the name of Jesus. Tell so God what you want. Tell God what you want. Tell him what you want. Break it. So good. Yes. 